Aloha. Welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm also the founder of the Holistic Health Mastery Nutrition Certification Course. You can find out more information about that at holistichealthmastery.com. You can also find out more about my books, my work, my lectures, my audio archives, um, so much more at my personal website, Ronnie, that's R-O-N-N-I-E, middle dash, Landis, L-A-N-D-I-S, dot com. Again, that's Ronnie, middle dash, Landis, dot com. Today's episode is very special. I mean, realistically speaking, every episode of this podcast series is definitely special, which gives a different tint to each one. It gives a different shade or a different colorful expression on the full spectrum of the color wheel, if you will. And this one really touches on some unique territory. And we go into a lot of different subjects, obviously relating on the topics of holistic health, as a unified um, topic, but we go into different elements of it, some that we haven't totally explored or as in-depthly explored throughout the uh, podcast series, so I'm really excited to share this one with you, and our guest is Melissa Batali, and Melissa's a good friend of mine and has been for the last uh, couple years, and I was introduced to Melissa and her work through a summit that she did online. I think it was about, yeah, about a little over a year ago now. And she brought on a lot of the top health experts, raw food experts, and um, holistic lifestyle practitioners that are very well known all over the internet. She brought a lot of them on to share their story and their tips and trades of the the health game. And that's when I first got um, aware of her. And then I started connecting with her more on different different projects and whatnot. And we just became good friends. And she has a lot to share. And this interview, she really articulates a lot about her philosophies and perspectives around health. We talk about her passion for plant-based nutrition and raw food nutrition and how that helped transform certain digestive issues that she had previous to exploring um, natural health. Um, But we go deeper into the aspects of the power of love and gratitude, and not just the sense of like, oh, I feel loving towards myself, or I feel grateful, as oftentimes we we hear, but don't really viscerally feel those states on a consistent basis. She shares a lot of her perspectives on that, which I think are going to be very enriching and empowering for everyone listening. We go into so much more as well. So I think this is a very well-rounded conversation and one that a lot of people are going to get a lot out of. Another thing that we touch on a lot is conscious entrepreneurship. She is a conscious entrepreneur and she works with a lot of people um, helping them to deprogram a lot of the mental instabilities or the mental programs that are playing on repeat and are stopping people from actually achieving the things that they want, whether that be the health situation they're feeling in their body or the sense of ease and uh, the sense of achievement, if you will, and passion for what they do in their life. So 
this this interview has a lot of nuggets and a lot of uh, I guess you could say a treasure trove of wisdom teachings to share with everyone. So with that said, and without further ado, I want to introduce Melissa Batali. Trusting her instinct from a young age, Melissa Batali made many self-led decisions amongst adopting a plant-based lifestyle and discovering her depth through art, nature, and movement. After finding herself exhausted with debilitating pain in high school, she chose to repaint her life's adversity. Melissa healed an autoimmune disease doctors said she would have for, she would have forever. She was able to heal herself from the physical and spiritual root cause. She has now inspired thousands across the world to embrace radical healing, to digest an intimate and consistent lifestyle, and ultimately to explore a much deeper experience of themselves. Melissa created the healing process, Renaturing, and is the founder of Body of Art, which stands for Accelerated Renaturing Transformation Group Program where she guides people to use their pain as insight to heal from. Among the many credentials and certifications Melissa has, her life experience is truly what has paved her way as a remarkable healer. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. How is everything? Oh my gosh, it's amazing. I'm sitting here in Encinitas, California, um just right on the beach, um, on this cliff, just overlooking the ocean. It's nice and quiet space. And I'm just really enjoying it. enjoying the sunshine and getting some energy out here. Mm, Fantastic. Yeah. So we've known each other for a little while and we've really dived into each other's passions and uh, mutual interest in nutrition and health and lifestyle and all the different things that are intertwined in that and really being entrepreneurial driven. And so there's a lot of different avenues that we could discuss in today's show. But the place I'd love to start with you is, you know, how, how you got started with exploring the health path, your, your bio really kind of lays out the framework for that. But, you know, what really got you interested and ultimately inspired you to commit to or to your own health journey? Mm, that's such a good question. Um, you know, it's interesting when when I look back into my life, what really got me into doing what I'm doing right now is, is moments of being in incredible pain. And that pain took over my life. I think what sparked my complete like initiation into natural health and healing is the moment where I dropped to my knees in pain and I kind of questioned what life was like, why I was having this pain and what, what life was really for. I realized life wasn't for having pain. And so it was in that moment where I got the message that you can heal yourself naturally given the right environment, you know, your body will heal itself. I actually, you don't have to do anything kind of was the message, like stop trying and stop trying to control the situation. And it was that moment that got me started going, wait a second here. Like, you know, I'm 
in all sorts of pain. I have an autoimmune disease. I have chronic digestive issues. I mean, chronic skin rashes and fatigue. And I was really young. I was in high school. And so I was like, there's no way the guy should be bouncing off the walls. There's no way I should be living in this pain. And, and I was told, you know, take this drug, take this steroid, take this cream, take this, you know, harsh laxative thing and you know and you'll just do this for the rest of your life and you, then you're you know you'll control your autoimmune disease and I turned around and walked away from that because there's a plane coming by I'm not sure if you can hear that um I turned around and walked away and I said you know what I'm not deficient in that pharmaceutical drug I'm not deficient in that and and I wanted to really discover what what am I? I must be deficient in something. If I'm having all this pain, my body's probably lacking in something or, you know, and that kind of was what sparked my curiosity from there. And, um, boy, did I go on a journey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so, so tell us a little bit about that journey. What did you go through? Cool. Yeah. So let's see. After that moment of hearing, you know, your body can heal itself, I, I'm a little, I, I'll totally own this. I'm pretty intense. And I stopped everything. I, to, I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing that now, like complete water fasting um, without guidance. But that's what I did because that's where I was at. And I did water. I just drank water for about seven days. And then I said, you know what, the first the first one to three days, I felt like I am dying. I'm dying right now. And I was kind of okay with that. Like, I was like, you know what, there's something going on here. And it's gonna something something's got to give at some point. And then days, you know, three and four, I was talking to myself. And I heard the voice in my head louder than ever. And got a lot of really amazing insight just from listening. And on days, you know, five, six, seven, the plants started talking to me. And I remember one day being on a walk and I live on the coast, um, up in the Bay area. And I remember looking down at the plants and hearing just these messages of how this wild plants, nobody's out there watering them. There's like onshore breeze, wind, you know, rain, sunny days, rainy days, whatever, foggy days. And nobody's out there taking care of them, but they're growing like crazy. And so I started gathering them and putting them in my juicer and seeing what that was about. And it was nothing short of remarkable. It was nothing short of like a blood transfusion. And I kept doing that. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, whoa, something's going on here. And I made a promise to myself that I'll just do this until my body says otherwise. You know, shortly after that, my body said otherwise. My body said, start actually, you know, blending some foods together and, you know, trying out fruits and, you know, all these wild plants and see what happens. And again, told myself, I'll do this until my body says otherwise. And it was just this amazing process of, of receiving the messages that my body was giving me instead of trying to force control, um, power shift gear forward, Mm -hmm. like, you know, a full throttle forward and controlling your life. And 
remarkably after, you know, and then I, and then I started eating back into like more like raw foods, more like plant based, um, not so many grains, but more like just the easier to digest stuff. Um, you know, fruits, wild greens, and all sorts of weeds that were in my, my area. Um, I did that for a couple of years and sure enough, like I was feeling the best I've ever felt. And it took me a little while to get blood tested. Cause I remember feeling so good. I didn't want to have like that moment of being like, Oh man, I still have this. But I, I did, I went to the, you know, get my blood tested and sure enough, like no more autoimmune disease, um, no more digestive issues, no more, all this list of things that was going on. And it's truly remarkable. And I'll say, I'll say this about my journey too. It's not just about the food. I would be a fool to tell you that it was just about the food and the wild plants and my discovery of all these plants and medicines. And it was truly the moment where I realized this is, this is about living. Like this is about not just healing. This is about exploring the components of what I want my life to be like. And so that's kind of how I embarked on this, what I now call renaturing uh, structure. And that involves three things. It involves nature, it involves art, and it involves orgasm. And it really is about connecting deeply with yourself and recognizing that there's... It, the healing process is a living process. It's the same components. Um, nature being, you know, your environment, what's outside you, and also food. And art being what comes through you, you know, your, your form of self-expression. And orgasm being what fills you up with life force, right? Whether it be food and or orgasm. And so it's this beautiful journey that I've taken myself on, um, that has brought me so much inspiration and so much humility. And I, I can't stop staring, like sharing it with the world. I mean, I like, I mean, I'm here in Encinitas and I'm talking to all these new people cause I don't, I don't live here, but I can't stop talking about it. Like, it's so fun. I could share this with people for free and it's just, it's amazing. So I'm really happy to share more about renaturing here on your podcast. Absolutely. Well, let's <clears throat> let's unpack that a little bit. When people hear the word orgasm, obviously there's all kinds of connotations and interpretations of that. What exactly do you mean by orgasm? Well, I actually do mean orgasm in itself, right? Like mm-hmm. allowing your body to fill up with life force. So to me, oftentimes people think orgasm is a big relief uh, and release in their body. And to me, orgasm is filling yourself up with life force. And so oftentimes, you know, we are taught, I think culturally in, in society that, and it's, things are shifting, obviously, you know, evolution is happening and people are being more conscious, but we were taught that, you know, work really hard, get to this like goal and then you're good, you know, and then, and then you're done. And it's just like, it doesn't have to be like that. So allowing your body to fill up with life force and receive that 
is a practice, is a real practice. It's not about releasing that. It's about filling yourself with that. Um, and it truly is a place where not only you're filling yourself up with life force, but it's time and space disappear, right? And I think anyone listening to this can agree that you people people do drugs for time and place time and space to disappear you know people people are reaching for that moment and it's outside of them that they reach 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 for other people other things um other you know drugs or food or you know anything anything to get this moment of feeling bliss and the point of nature art and orgasm is that all of these things you have you're born with they're your birthright right we're all born with these sacred parts that allow us to reconnect with ourselves which ultimately allows us to reconnect with other people and humanity in a way that is conscious um does that answer your question absolutely um cool the way that I view that explanation is by a term that I use often, which is the art of nourishing life force. Mm. So this is very much like a Taoist perspective um, in a very like um, Eastern health-based philosophy where you are organizing your lifestyle disciplines in a direction that actually nourishes your life force potential and that nourish your genetic expression, that nourish your your kundalini, however you kind of want to phrase it. It's ultimately the same directive that your behaviors and habit patterns are, are funneled through your life force preservation and nourishment mm. opposed to leaking out your gas tank. So basically in our society... We are leaking in the Chinese, they call it Jing. That's our primordial, quintessential life force that's stored like mostly in the kidney and adrenals. That's right. usually what you see when people have leaked out their battery for a long time. They have adrenal exhaustion, they're wiped out, they are unable to adrenalize. They can't get out of bed and be upright, you know, like bipedal mammals that walk upright they have an they're they're essentially being gravitationally pressed down and they mm -hmm. can't they're not levitating upward if that makes sense so so um it, it's basically an energetic um uh their 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 life force energy has been or it's being ejected out of the body so they're no longer basically they're disembodied over time Right. Um, and that's kind of how I see that. So like for me, when I hear that explanation of orgasm, it sounds to me like what we're talking about is experiencing more vigor, more vibrancy, more ecstatic states of being and, mm -hmm. and art, like you mentioned art as well. So like obviously the cultivation of art being what we love to do, our passion, our craft, um, whatever that is, that that translates into the nourishment or the orgasmic experience of life force, right? Yeah. Well, so here's how. So here's a really like, and and thank you for for your explanation of that. I really appreciate and all of your all of your scientific wording and stuff like that. I love I love listening to what you say. Um, the thing about like the difference between nature art and orgasm to me is, is three different things. One, you need to eliminate 
two, you need to eat and three, you need to get energy. And so, and that's kind of the process of renaturing. Well, it, it works hand in hand with nature, art and orgasm in that if you need to eliminate, it doesn't necessarily just mean through your body and through your bowels, right? It's through your creative expression. And there are so many helicopters coming by. Wow. Um, so if you think of art as life force moving through you and orgasm as life force coming and filling you, and then nature is where you integrate, where you become aware of the energy that's present now. And so in, in the energy within you and it's really the energy within you, right? Because everything's a reflection of you. This all, this whole game that we're playing here on earth, this is a big illusion. And so if, if we just focus on those three things, eliminate, eat and energy, um, in other words, art, orgasm and nature, we are connecting with everything that is within us and around us. Mm-hmm. And so art being not only, Um, you know, your creative outlet, of course, like your passions and all of that, but the way you do eat, drink, wear, express, and think about things is your art, is your, like, like two people could be thinking about the same thing, but in such a different way, right? Mm -hmm. You're an artist in your own right. And so it's, it's, um, more so the flowing through you, more so the life force flowing through you. And coming out of you. Mm-hmm. You're right. So, so that's essentially kind of what I'm getting at too. You know, just another way that I relate to that is another Taoist perspective on the yin and yang energy, mm. which is not really, is not easily simplified as just like male, female. Like that's a super simplification. Really what it is, is it's a dynamic equilibrium of opposites that actually interact um, mutually inclusive to one another um, and not exclusive being being this is male this is female these are traits of opposite sides of the coin they actually merge together at different points in our life so for mm-hmm. example um, the yin jing again we we I mentioned that jing is the the life force uh, storage energy, if you will. So once we lose that, we essentially lose our ability to, uh, you know, to express ourselves, if you will, from a from a physical perspective. Right. Um, so the yin jing is essentially our reservoir of life force. It's like our. It's like it's like the 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 pure potential, if you will. So we want to store. That's like the feminine. Um, uh, quality of creation is preservation. So you pr- you're preserving your life force through, you know, the foods that you eat, through the thoughts and the way you think, as you said, the the nature and the energy of how you think. It's all preser. It's preserving life force. It's not weakening or damaging your life force. And then you have the Yang Jing, which is your ability to take that that life force stored that stored life force and actually mobilize it actually use it to create Does that make sense yep so that's kind of yeah. how i how that like uh uh filters in my own my own cerebral space see i love that right we could talk about the same thing and you're like you know you have your way of 
being an artist and hyper analyzing, you know, and I have my way of looking, you know, and being an artist and hyper analyzing. And it's just so amazing, right? Like we can get, we can talk about one topic and we can talk about one word. We can talk about one little tiny thing and get so much out of it. Like it's just becoming aware of the real energy that is within us. Mm. So it's, it's really awesome. This is awesome. Mm, beautiful. I agree completely. So, um, why I'm curious with the work that you do, you know, why are you so passionate about, let's just say, um, like a high raw plant-based diet? I know that's something that you are very passionate about and, um, that's going to lead me into some, another area I want to go with you, but just like, why are you, why is that such an important thing for you personally? Mm, That's an awesome question. You know, I, am a huge fan of simplicity. Um, and also like, like similar to what I just said, it's like, we could talk about an apple for like an hour and talk about all the amazing things about it, you know, and talk about, and it's just one little simple thing or, you know, and that your body's kind of doing that too. And so you put one ingredient in your body or one, um, easily digestible ingredient, I should say in your body, Um, and your body is going to say, wow, like there's so much going on here and I can easily move it through my body and easily, um, uptake this nutrients and I can easily assimilate, you know, where, where the things are going to go and boo, 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 like all the things going on in your body. Right. And when you start complicating what you're putting in your body, um, where they're less easy to be digested or assimilated, it's harder for your body to understand what you're doing. Um, so I like the simplicity aspect of, well, first of all, you put a pear that falls off the tree into the ground and you get a pear tree. You put, you take the pear that fell off the tree and you cook it and you put it back into the ground and you get mold. And so (laughs) the same thing is going to go on in your body. And if, for me, I like simple. I like simple because with focused attention, your your consciousness expands, right? That's why meditation doesn't go out of style. We're focusing your attention on one thing for a specific period of time, however long time you choose, and your consciousness expands. Oftentimes in our world, um, we were taught that do more, eat more, get more right? Mm -hmm. Do more, be more. Um, the more you eat, the more you get, the more you do, the more you are, um, the more you, the more people are in your life, the better you are, the more, the more, the more, the more. And it's just, it's not that way. It's really, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, it's actually quite the opposite. I think that the thing that pulls us away from what you call primordial life force is distraction, And what pulls us closer to it is focused attention. And so what I love about high raw and raw food uh, itself is that it allows your body to focus its attention on what's really happening and what really needs to happen. And that is moving things through the body to allow life force to come in naturally. Um, So that's a very simple answer. I could go deep on what I love about wild plants and how nobody's really watering them, but yet they're 
roots are growing super deep into the ground and we're picking up all the mineral balance for our systems and becoming survivors or more like thrivers um, in our state than if we were to only eat the things that are growing in a greenhouse and being totally spoiled and you know, those greens or kale and, you know, kale and spinach, let's say, are being totally spoiled and nurtured. They're watered every day. They're cut, they're trimmed, they're tended to in a greenhouse. You know, they're in a controlled environment. And we're not in a controlled environment unless you put yourself there. But why would we do that, right? Why would we put ourselves in a box all day just to eat and do nothing? Mm -hmm. And so why are we doing that to our plants? And why I love wild plants is, well, first of all, the energy is unmistakable, right? I mean, you know this. Um, to allow your body the gift that we are being given, which is nature itself, is why I choose to put nature in my body. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, the um, in an old or an old herbal philosophy is the doctrine of signatures so that basically states that a food or a plant or even an animal for that matter will mm -hmm. express its benefits to you based on its appearance based on its shape size texture um and based on its smell and also based on its genetics so just from that perspective of a wild plant that has been that's had to actually endure the environment, that's had to, had to fend for itself and hasn't been uh, catered to by human intervention, uh, it actually develops stronger genetics that actually impart to us more genetics or turn on our genetics for higher faculties. So that's, that's been an experience that I've had, not just like physically, but also mentally of of taking in some more wild plants and superfood plant substances that have actually allowed me to think more creatively yes. and have uplifted my spirit. That's the main thing that I really feel nutrition is for at this time in this this day and age is actually to uplift our our mental and um, uh, uh, spiritual faculties so we have a lot more ease and grace in our thought process and we're not struggling to think more rationally and that kind of thing to be more creative exactly exactly i super love the creative aspect too you know and creativity with like in is, is very in uh, in alignment with simplicity why because creativity isn't about you it isn't about mm. how you're controlling things around you or manipulating your environment it's about something coming through you that's that's bigger than you and you becoming an instrument of that force of that mm. life force did you ever read the book, um, The War of Art? I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, by Stephen Pressfield. That's, that's, I love that Yeah, book. <laughs> that's one of my favorite books. I think I've read that like two or three times. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Why do you bring that up? 
Well, what you mentioned is um, the art is not really about you. It's about a creative force that is you're actually conduiting. So one of the things that he brings up in that book is about the muse. And, yes. and, and really, really what a lot of people have a challenge with in creating art is that they, they have a challenge getting started because they're waiting to be inspired opposed to getting in spirit, like getting on to getting in front of the computer to sit down and write or getting on stage to give a talk or to sing or, or whatever the case is. They're, they're waiting for that epiphany before they get started. And what he talks about is most of the time you actually have to sit down in front of the typewriter or the computer and let, and then the muse will show up because you're essentially letting the universe know or however you want to like phrase that, that you're ready to go. It's yeah. like the muse isn't going to waste its time if you don't show up to the stage. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what what's your experience in that way? Like, you know, working through maybe certain blocks or hesitations that you've had to, you know, to create the things that you've created in your life and how you help um, people that you work with. What are some of the things that you that have helped you kind of bypass those those challenges that many people come up against? Mm, such a amazing thoughts are coming in my mind as you're asking me this question. And, and it has and pertains to my healing itself. It pertains to the healing that um, we all can provide ourselves. And that is um, it, it kind of exactly on the same line of what we were just talking about showing up to showing up to the to moment, showing up to allow that life force to come through and showing up to your creativity. And so you know, during my journey, I, I, so let's, let's backtrack. I am a natural born artist. I, as soon as I could pick up any kind of writing implement or drawing painting implement, I was playing with it and, and became a quite talented artist. Now I don't rely on that talent being me. Um, I rely on that talent being my ability to to just, like you said, show up to the art. But I recognized during the process of healing and autoimmune disease that there was a missing component in me that was cutting off the oxygen supply in, in a way. Oxygen meaning my spirit coming through, or spirit itself, um, the universe itself, whatever you want to call it. And when I recognized that I began only doing art when I was happy, only when I was excited, only when I was feeling good. Um, I, I, I still wasn't healing. I still wasn't fully healing and fully becoming um, aware of who I was and giving myself the opportunity to, um, to live, really. And so what I began doing was what I now call blank pages. And that is showing up to a blank page every day in my sketchbook, rain, shine, happy, sad, angry, depressed. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to jump for joy. You know, whatever the, whatever mood, whatever emotion, whatever thing was going on in my, my body and myself, the, you know, the moment I woke up, I let that out on the page. So I 
I actually recommend people do this in my programs and most of my clients are on, on this blank page journey. And I swear, it's like, if you allow yourself to show up and maybe one day you're drawing sacred geometry and flowers and the all sorts of really beautiful things. And the other day you're coloring the entire page black or ripping the entire page into tiny little pieces. It doesn't really matter. It just matters that you show up to the page. Mm. And so that alone changed my, really changed my entire life and my entire perspective of allowing yourself to have energy and allowing yourself to be what you are right now and not, again, not trying to control the environment or control yourself or control anything else really around you, but to do the exact opposite, to surrender the control, to release the control to something much greater than you. And so that really took me on a journey. And now I've recognized not only do I show up to a blank page every day, but I show up to my voice every day. I show up and I sing every day, whether I'm singing myself to sleep or I'm, you know, singing to other people, I sing and I allow myself to be open to whatever comes out. Um, and oftentimes it's not even words, it's just sounds, you know, and it's just allowing yourself to see what is flowing through us um, on a really deep level, not to see how talented you are, right? Not to, not it for, not for it to be about you, but for it to be about something much, much greater than you. Mm. Beautifully put. Thank you. Um, so with that said, I'm curious, what does it mean to you to be a conscious entrepreneur? A conscious entrepreneur? You know, it's, that's an interesting question. I wasn't expecting that. Thank you for this unexpected question. <laughs> um, you know, the same thing, showing up to a blank page every day and not feeling like you need to be a professional at it is where I think it begins. Um, being committed to being a problem solver and not necessarily being committed to the steps that you put in front of you. Mm. Being present to, you know, the strategy maybe that you put in front of you, but being more present to the problems, the challenges, you know, the oh shit moments, because that is where you're going to learn the most. You're going to get the, the most pure level of education you could get is facing adversity and going, all right, let's handle this and not needing to call 20 people and be like, am I doing this right or mm. whatever? And maybe sometimes you do depends on the challenge, but you're not relying on your steps one to 10 to get this project done. You're relying on your inner strength and you're relying on your ability to trust that this problem came about for a great reason. And, you know, half the time, you solve that problem and you realize, Oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to recreate 
how the next step is going to go because I'm now more skilled up or I'm now more conscious of what's really going on because I recognized this problem and I, and I solved it or I handled it in whatever way it needed to be handled. Um, so I think being a conscious entrepreneur is really your ability to begin again in every moment and to trust yourself. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that. You know, we have a lot of programs out there, online programs and marketing tactics that are telling people that they need this seven-step program in order to build this online business or in order to whatever the thing is, right, to be a coach or whatever. And all those those things can be helpful. I find usually those strategies are based on entirely on the person who created them um, and may not be um, uh, totally applicable to every person out there. See, so everybody's blueprint for quote-unquote success is intrinsic to that person and their circumstances and their life path and what they've, what they've done to get to the, where they are and where they want to go, and it's different for everybody. So I really like bringing that aspect of an intuitive GPS system into it. Yeah. Where you're actually working with what's presented in front of you and you're not trying to predict too much ahead of yourself. You're not trying to predict the future based on usually people are basing future predictions based on past experiences, not usually on what's going on in the moment. And so they keep bringing their past into every moment, which ultimately creates the future of the same old, same old. Right. Which I find is a big challenge for a lot of people. And I even started doing personal coaching um, with people in their their business and branding. Um, And I was on a call yesterday with a client. And she said in a 30-minute conversation with me, she had actually learned way more about how to create her brand than she had with this marketing coach she'd been working with like two months or something. Oh, and, wow. and the reason for that was very simple. It's the same reason I have success with, with health coaches or I mean health clients is because I'm not using the same template for every person. I'm right. actually getting to know who that person is, who they've been and what they actually want to do in their life. What are their goals, you know? And then and then reverse engineering that and just saying like, okay, this is what's going on. Let's create a basic blueprint for how to move forward, but it's just an outline. There's, there's, you got, you can fill in the colors in between, but we're going to take it step by step. We have a plan of action, but we're not attached to the plan. If something changes, then we'll adjust to it. And, um, that seems to be more accurate to like the flow of life opposed to like like you know prescribing a dead teaching which is like very rigid and it doesn't have any dynamic movement involved it's not adaptable i guess mhm yep yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i think i you know i I think I have a skill at simplifying, but you know, for, for those listening and those like becoming an entrepreneur themselves, um, it really does boil down to three things. It boils down to your vision and how strong and clear that is and strategy and thirdly action. And so, you know, I do believe in coaching. I do believe in, um, guidance in, 
you know, oftentimes those steps one to 10 helps the logical mind understand what's going on. But, but to be able to coach, um, or be coached through those steps in the way of problem solving, in the way of implementation and integration is so necessary. And so, you know, oftentimes we are trying to do it on our own and we're not really recreating the wheel. Um, we are taking the wheel and like you said, coloring in between the spokes and like doing the things that, you know, we, we believe are the truth of who we are and the truth of the message that we're looking to share with the world. And so, um, vision, strategy and action. I do believe that having a strategy as a foundation and being on, you know, having that under your belt will allow the action to be colorful, more colorful and less stressful, right? We're, we're born into this kind of Puritan kind of work really hard, feel a lot of pain and then die, um, (laughs) society. And it's changing now, which is so beautiful. However, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs work really hard, feel a lot of pain and then wonder why being an entrepreneur is kind of sucking right now. And so really allowing yourself to be clear on that vision, be um, cultivating that feeling of the vision inside yourself um, on a daily basis is part of being a conscious entrepreneur, not for the goal sake, but for your um, present sake of becoming aware of problems and becoming aware of the action steps that you're taking and becoming aware of, um, your service versus some kind of transaction that you're making. I think I'll add, you know, one more thing about being a conscious entrepreneur is that instead of being transactional and trying to want, you know, work with numbers, I'll just speak for myself that what, what has worked for me is not, numbers and outlines of, you know, sales and how many numbers to hit and, um, you know, kind of that funnel of corporate a little bit, but what has worked is being more relational, being more about my service than, than I am about me. Um, and I think the difference between transaction and relation is transaction is more about you and relation is more about them. It's more about the service. And so that reminder every day helps tremendously. Um, it helps you get out of the way of thinking too hard, working too hard, feeling a lot of pain and dying basically. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. So how important is vulnerability in this whole, this whole conversation? What do you mean by vulnerability? Well, just in what? the ability to open yourself up and be receptive to to the outside world as well as to your inside world. So most people, I feel like, or a lot of people anyways, um, a lot of us, have this, this journey of delayering the shields that we carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happens a lot in business and marketing where there's a, there's a client or customer to buyer relationship opposed to two human beings having an interaction, having a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of a thing that, that I see coming more into fruition is where there's a dynamic interaction of two human beings opposed to being compartmentalized as one person is 
the recipient of a service and the other is the recipient of, you know, whatever the exchange, the money is. It's it's more of two people are sharing an experience in in uh, in 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 turn helping each other in one way or another. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So that's an excellent thing to bring up, you know, vulnerability and intimacy. Um, you know, intimacy within yourself allows you to sink into the moment and just be, like you said, two humans, not, no status, you know, you're not, your status is no greater than mine, no greater than the person listening to this call, no greater than whoever, right? No greater than whatever. And so removing the status and removing the power out of like the transaction and being vulnerable, like you say, um, is, is so key. It's like making your mess, your message, like really being able to say your mistakes and how you've gotten through them is what's helping your people. Like it, it, that's, that's what it is. It's, if you keep talking about kale chips and quinoa and you like, and you forget the fact that, you know, or, or, you know, and all the, the highest of high things on the market, the most exciting, you know, and things that we both talk about, right. The superfoods, the super herbs, all the plants that are, you know, the best ever. Well, that's great. But what about the moment that we're in? Right. And so sink, being able to sink in intimately into the moment that we're in, um, relating and being open to whatever comes up, being open to sharing any sort of any sort of problem that has come up, whether it be with regarding diet and you know your body or regarding anything, um, is highly advantageous because we're only learning and discovering. Um, we're not. We, we don't, there doesn't need to be any force other than sharing openly, um, to create a breakthrough in someone or within yourself. And I believe that, you know, as a coach or as a healer or as whatever you, um, you know, title yourself as, it doesn't quite matter, but the ability for us to be connected again is what the missing component is, is what where healing happens is that, um, what, what often is called holding space, right. Is just the space between what you feel and what you are merging with what the other person feels and what they are. That's all you really need. It's very, very simple. Um, yeah, there's not, there's not too much complexity other than, that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so basically <clears throat> allowing allowing yourself to be open to whatever is going on in this context working maybe with a client you are able to be receptive to whatever their state is whatever their dilemma might be you're not um you're not presupposed to 
a specific circumstance that you feel that you can tackle, but you are actually open to anything that arises. And this is really just a principle of life, right? It's it's yeah. it's really yeah. just being adaptable to your circumstances and what's going on in life, opposed to being rigid and hoping that everything stays a certain way. So everything that has been will continue to be and you can feel comfortable so you don't have to you don't have to get too far out of your comfort zone to to uh adapt to the current of life exactly mm-hmm. exactly yeah comfortable that's an interesting yeah <laughs> interesting topic mm-hmm. yeah that's something we might uh have topic to get of into. concern <laughs> yeah yeah well i i just feel like it's it's an irrational and unrealistic concept that really it doesn't actually show evidence in real life. It's just kind of this illusion that we, when you are totally scheduled out in your life and you have a nine to five or you just have everything laid out in front of you every day, it provides the illusion that you know there's this there's only like kind of a uh, uh, I guess a certain amount of things happening. That, you know, that you go to work and you you come home and you kind of have everything laid out to you and it's the same thing every day. But the reality is that there's so many things happening underneath the surface. And if you're not paying attention to the nuances and the subtleties going on, then it's going to be a lot harder to adapt when something big comes in to shake things up. And inevitably, that will happen, right? We're ne- everything. There's always going to be an opportunity for growth. And um, if we're not actively growing, then life will thrust that growth catalyst upon us. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's beautiful to hear you say that. You know, it's kind of like saying, I eat apples every day. Well, no, you eat, you eat a different apple every day. Mm. Right. You it might look the same, smell the same, taste the same, but it's not the same. Um, you talk to your dog every day. You look at your house every day. You sleep in the same bed. I'm sorry, but, you know, it's different. It's different. The air quality, the beliefs that are going around around you, the energy that's in the house, the energy that's around your house, the energy that's in your neighbor's house. That's totally like, you know, somebody's peering into your house, like whoever, like whatever is going on into your in your environment is different and i'm i'm thinking of an example of um that similar thing i remember on my healing journey in the very beginning thinking oh this is amazing like i put like a fresh mango in my body and it's amazing and i just have this amazing feeling and uh, I'm really working with this energy and like five days later I was having like another mango for, you know, let's say I was having a mango breakfast of some sort or smoothie or some, something was implemented with mango in the morning and on day one, two, three, four, it was awesome. But on day five, I wasn't feeling too hot. I was like, well, what did I do wrong? I'm still eating mango. Right. But it's not, it's not, it's not about, um, one plus one is two and two plus two is four. It's about, Sinking into the moment, being completely intimate and open for anything, um, and also being able to look at 
the world, look at your food, look at your body, look at your thoughts with a much wider lens than a macro. So yeah, that's a super, super awesome topic. Absolutely. I like that. So um, I would love to hear from you as we conclude this conversation. What Mm -hmm. would be the top maybe three things that you would share with everyone on how somebody can go from where they are, wherever that is, um, to, to, you know, initiating a transformative experience, you know, getting to that next place in their life. And it could be health related. It could be, um, entrepreneurial related or personally related, like whatever it is, like what are three things that you would just put out there for the general public? I think, I think the, what I'll say is four things and they're very simple. (laughs) This is a trend. Mm. (laughs) I like simplicity. Um, and that is number one, self-identification. Self-identify means recognize and identify the moment that you're in right now. The moment that you're in right now, the moment that you're in right now and not anything different, meaning not worse than it is or not with emotion. Um, and that's often hard for, you know, people when they, when they know they're looking to dive into a transformation is recognizing the moment that they're in, because oftentimes we think a little bit worse than what it really is. So without emotion, self-identify, that's number one. Number two is let go. Um, not to not stimulate yourself before you let go of something. So let go of, you know, a, perhaps you're letting go of a belief that you've had or you've held on to about yourself or you're letting go of um, something in your your way of eating. Um, you are letting go of somebody in your life that is um, not able to hold space for you, not able to, you know, create and collaborate with you, um, or letting go of anything. And thirdly, then you can stimulate, right? Because once you've opened up that space, you've self-identified your space, and then you've opened up that space by letting go of something, then you can then stimulate. You can then add something in and fill your cup up, fill yourself up. And fourthly, become aware of energy. Um, And what I mean by that is kind of like the word integration, not, not focusing on the moment you just had, but focusing on the moment you're in is becoming aware of the flow, kind of becoming aware that this is a changing moment that perhaps it's a collection of moments that's the same moment. We, we don't really know what's going on here, but if we can if we can allow ourselves to become aware and integrate the energy that is right now, we'll soon realize that there's, you are everything. You have everything. Um, and you are everything. You're either going towards it or away from it. And so if you can identify and become aware of the everything and the nothing, but really that, that you are everything, you will 
begin to realize that abundance is everywhere, that energy is everywhere, that it is everything, and that your belief systems truly um, are the only thing blocking you from receiving that energy and integrating that energy. So to recap, self-identify, let go, stimulate, and become aware of energy. Beautiful. <clears throat> Yay. So, <laughs> so where can everybody find out more about you and what you're up to? Um, cool. So I believe I sent you a link. It is a lead pages, um, little gift that I want to give your people. And that is, um, a great way to get in touch with me because once you get the gift, then we're in contact. Um, and that is, I'm pulling up what I had sent you this morning. Okay. That will um, also be in the show notes, by the way. Okay, cool. So in the show notes, there's a link. It is about renaturing. It is Melissa Botali, my name, M-E-L-L-I-S-A-B-O-T-T-A-L-I, dot leadpages, dot C-O, and then I believe the backslash is instant hyphen download. And um, you'll get some really exciting, just a little exciting, you know, worksheet where you can start writing down what the present moment of your nature, art and orgasm is and where you're looking to transform yourself and transform your life and, um, little, you know, kind of bringing you in awareness of what all those things are and how you can integrate those into your life, into your healing and into your, in your life. So that's where that is. <clears throat> fantastic well thank you so much for joining us it was a pleasure and i really enjoyed this conversation yay me too yeah thanks for inviting me this is great and i look forward to um sharing more as it as it blossoms right we always are learning so so much as we go along this journey and it's really exciting to be able to collaborate in this way and um share the experience so thanks for having me my pleasure all right, everyone, welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode with our guest, Melissa Botali, and check out her page. Um, the link is on the show notes below if you didn't catch that link from her. And until next time, much aloha. <laughs>